Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your belief systems, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individuals' stories. Karen, before we get into today's show, let's start things off with show notes. Yes, Kelly and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com, or email us at info at We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show in every series is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The remaining four shows can be found at patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There is a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for the patrons in our top tier, we're giving away a free half-hour channeling session with one of us every month. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now on to today's show. Okay, what are we doing today, Karen? Two client stories. Two. This feels ambitious. Uh, it, it, yeah, okay. Just because I'm tired. It's a me thing. <laughs> okay, the very first story is um, a female that w- we do a session together by Zoom. So do you want to name her? Abigail. Okay. Now, Abigail asks me to go into an open session and says that she listens to the podcast shows and that she has seen me before. Hello, Abigail. <laughs> now, I I have no recollection because you and I don't recall the prior sessions, so I just made sure that she understood that at the beginning. And she said, yes, yes, I know. I hear that on your show all the time that you don't, you can't hold the details you would even see us down the street and sometimes not know who we are. So I said, okay, so we're going to fly into wide open. And she goes, go. She says, I'm recording the session. You go ahead and speak to my spirit world. I'm anxious to see how this goes. I've been listening. So I'm just super excited to see what's going to happen here. So her spirit guides came in immediately and said to me, she's recording this because she has memory issues. Oh. And I thought, oh, okay, is this where we're going? And they went, yes, we're actually going to show you why she has memory issues. 
she's not expecting this in her session at all. She is open, Karen. She's curious. She does think it might go into medium. She does think that she's got some medical issues that could go there, she, but she's truly open. But we want to talk to her about her memory. So I don't really know how to explain how these gifts work to people, but like because there's seeing things, hearing things, feeling things, like the all of the senses, smell, taste, inner knowing, like there's just so much. I feel like people are like, you're on episode 305, you haven't like found a way. <laughs> yeah, you dumb shits. <laughs> 305, 306, like you've had lots of practice. You couldn't just sit down and have a coffee and ask the guides? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Oh my God, so, so true. So I'm just going to say that that, along with the synesthesia, <laughs> creates a shit show, and that I'm going to rely on that just to say to people that I had to use all of those abilities. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going to say here, sometimes they said, they said, they said, but it's just easier to say that sometimes than saying I felt it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and really be careful in this podcast to try and illustrate the different gifts a little more. But it's complicated. So they started out by saying, you have to listen first, but we're going to show you things in the brain. And you like to think that we show you things in the brain um, using colors. And that's so true. And they said, and you like to see it sometimes like you're playing with Play-Doh. So true. Because then I feel like I can touch it, right? If I've got Play-Doh in my hands, then I feel like I'm allowed to play with it as they're showing me something. Like if you're in a science lab and I'm the scientist and I get to pull it apart and they get to say, now when you, when you take the brain and you do this to it, then watch how the colors change, Karen. And what does that mean when the colors change? It means that things don't follow the, the right pathway. So somebody might be a scientist and say, that's called a synapse. I don't know that. So I have to just say the right pathway. So I realize when I use some terms that I'm I'm not really using them properly because remember, I'm trying to sit with somebody's brain and I'm I'm using Play-Doh. And the spirit guides have to say to me, okay, and this is how you use it. This is the way. So we're going to mold it to the way that you understand what we're trying to explain. So they show me that part of the reason, and I'm going to always say part, because first of all, they show me her brain like Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Sorry. I I feel like anyone listening to this would be like, okay, she's gone crazy. (laughs) She's using Play-Doh like a brain, and she has gone crazy. Yeah. Okay, that's fun. I'm fine with that. It's, it's all good. So if, if anybody, yeah, that's all good with me. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not so into my own ego that I'm worried what everybody thinks about me anymore. So long as no one shows up at the door and takes you away. <laughs> well, if that's they the take kind me of crazy. to a sunny, warm place, <laughs> that's all good too. So... Um, they show me like on a TV screen in the brain back to when she's a child. And I know that there are people that have been listening to these shows regularly and they know 
about cognitive dissonance now. They know about the forms of verbal abuse. They know about the people placers. So some of this is going to come into today's show because they show that she's not she's not really allowed to create a really strong memory or memory skills because of gaslighting. Mm. And I found, I just, Kelly, I just sat there when I watched that and the guide showed me and I was enraged and I was heartbroken and I wanted to, I wanted to scream and I wanted to cry. And I, there were so many mixed emotions in me and yet I really don't want those to present onto my face because my client is sitting over Zoom looking at me, waiting for me, for me to give them information from the spirit world. in an open session, and she has no idea what's going on yet. So I'm just sitting there. All of these emotions are sitting inside of me. And they said, have you got your shit together there? (laughs) I said, I'm trying. (laughs) I said, this is really hard when you see what somebody has been through in their life. And they said, yeah, it's called compassion, eh, Karen? And I said, yes. And I said, it's called empathy. It's called a lot of things, isn't it? It's connection. It's everything, right? And they went, it sure is. Don't you wish everybody could do this? And I said, I don't know. I I, I don't know because some days I feel like I could go into a fetal position at 9 a.m. with my first client Mm -hmm. and not want to come out of it. I don't know because I don't know where the strength comes from for me to go on in this hour, and I'm not even five minutes into her session. And and I I just, there's so much empathy. There's so much connection to her. I'm not certain. As I said, I really, I rely on you. I rely on you guys to make sure that I'm okay in all of this, and that I can control the emotions, compartmentalize in a very healthy way, not unhealthy where I'm going to get sick someday with all of this but where it is very healthy and that I can see all of these things that you're going to give me the messages and we'll move forward and there will be a good purpose to this. So they said, okay, good. We we need for you to understand that part of the reason that she has never had a good memory is all of this gaslighting that occurs between her parents and then what I'm going to say society does, but Followers of this show will now know that when I say society, I mean school, family, friends, um, parents, friends, jobs, religions. I mean all of it, TVs, social media. I mean everything. And I'm not picking on one particular group, even if a listener is thinking, oh, yes, she rags on religions all the time. That's not it. Society is everything. So then they move forward and they start showing cognitive dissonance and that she, in this cognitive dissonance, she doesn't hold on to the memory because the people around her have her second-guess herself all the time. And you see how she's raised to be a people-pleaser. And as a result of that as well, that anxiety from a really small age starts. Like she's just two, three years old and she's already got anxiety. And so as a result of the people-pleasing, as a result of the gaslighting, as a result of the cognitive dissonance, all these 
things that are created by other humans, she already has issues with memory. And so I, they said, go ahead. You can start with that. But we're going to tell you something because she's going to bring it up. So we have to give you full disclosure. And we want you to stand your ground when she says this sentence to you. Because it will be her deflection statement. And I'm thinking, a deflection statement? After all of that, what could possibly be a deflection statement? And they said, oh, here it is. She's been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And I went, oh, oh, I get it. Because there's a diagnosis here that says, here's a reason why you don't have memory. Here's a reason why you're forgetful. It's not you. It's not the other people. It's not your upbringing. It's the myelin on the brain. It, you have MS. This is your reason. And we're here to tell her that we are not disagreeing that the MS contributes to it. But we are saying that she has a fairly mild case, if you can word it this way, of multiple sclerosis. And that you're going to go back into her childhood and we want you to discuss all the things that we've shown you so that she can understand that it is not all as a result of MS. And that when you point out the examples that we give you today and we break it down and go into the discussion around all of these other reasons that she can come out of this session today and understand that with MS, living with it, she still has the ability to help herself. That she still can separate by giving herself emotional intelligence tools and therapy and all kinds of things to be able to separate that her memory issues are not all to be chalked up to MS. Go ahead. And remember what we said. We don't want you to divulge that you know that she has MS. Write it down on the page. Don't start with anything. Just write it down on the page that you already know that she has MS, that we've already disclosed it to you. And then we want you to, to give her all of the other things, all of the other reasons in life that have contributed to the way that her brain is in dysfunction. And that there is a difference and that good therapy will be able to help her separate. You haven't even opened your mouth to your client yet. No, not even. Not even. And I would say that took less than a minute. And I don't, I don't have the words to describe for human beings. Um... How? How, other than to say the word download? Because humans understand a download, meaning that a computer can download billions of pieces of information, and we really don't understand how, but it does. And then it spits out and it functions properly and safely for us. And it gives us our accuracy and it just functions. So if we think of download in terms of technology then we think that it can do it perfectly. Sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, when we turn our computer on, even if it has to do 50 things before it actually and comes on in three seconds, 
but the programmers have, have put 50 things in that happened in split seconds of time mm. that all of a sudden it functions and we don't question it and we don't think the scientists are crazy. Oh, you did a really good job of this. Thank you. We, we, we give them the benefit of the doubt and they're humans too. And I'm saying that I'm human too. And I'm saying that there's this whole system with the spirit world that is far more intelligent than what goes into our computers. Mm. Far more. And that um, it's just my, my analogy to try and say to people, while I really don't understand it myself and it's happening to me, um, that it just happens. Just like I turn my computer on and then move on with the next message. So then I gave her all that information and exactly on cue, like before I can even finish listing the things that they've said, it's this, it's this, it's whatever, all these different things. She interrupts the flow of where the guides are saying, tell her there are all of these reasons she blurts out, oh, no, 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 Karen, I have multiple sclerosis. I was diagnosed. I have memory issues because of the MS. And I took the sheet up and I held it in front of her so that she could see I didn't write it as she was telling me that I already knew and I had written out all the sentences. I had written far more. And I just, I hold it in front of her and then I take the sheet down in front of the camera and I look at her and she's, just as, as I'm doing that, she's sitting back in her chair, like with a thud. Mm-hmm. And she just sits there. And I said, are you okay? And she goes, no. She goes, no, no. I thought I had my answer. I thought it was because of the MS. You're telling me it's because of all these other things in my life. And she goes, No. And so she, you can see at first that she wants to, look, I finally got my answer. Don't do this to me. And, 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 and you can see where she's, in her first moments, it's like there's this disbelief and this anger of, why would you do that to me? I just got diagnosed. Now I understand. I just got my answers to why my brain has been like this my whole life. And I said, that makes no sense. I said, because as far as I know, you're, you're like 60. And she went, well, I'm 63. And I said, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not looking to argue about the exact number. I said, I'm just saying, like, you're, let's say you're over 60. And your diagnosis was about a year ago. And she goes, oh, that is true. She goes, the diagnosis was a year ago. And I said, okay. I said, so... And the symptoms only occurred for you about up to six months prior to that. I said, you were diagnosed fairly quickly. And she said, yep, that's true. She said, I didn't have symptoms before. And she goes, oh, God, I get what you're doing now. And you can see where she took the diagnosis to say, this will explain my whole life. Instead of, oh, yeah, but I only started having MS symptoms in my 60s, I didn't have them be prior to that in my life. So that diagnosis actually only explains some of this, not for the first 60 years. I wouldn't even say it explains some of it. I think it would be a, by- a byproduct of the amount of 
the number of decades that you're talking about the cognitive dissonance occurring, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the lack of control mm-hmm. over decades mm-hmm. to manifest an illness. Mm-hmm. So you, you've just said that very succinctly, and I appreciate that. It took a little longer for us in the session for us to you. get to that conversation. It took us the hour. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it really did, Kelly, because there, um, there, there was so much um, digging her heels in that she just wanted to believe that this would explain the rest of life and where we had to go into it, where the guides had to give her examples because then she went into, well, I don't even know if you're really accurate and you haven't proven anything yet. And I said... And she's seen you before? Yeah. And she came back because of your accuracy? Yeah. But you can see in that moment that even though she's listened to the podcast and she says she loves the show and she believes everything, you can see where she had a prior session. So obviously nothing in that prior session kerfuffled her. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. But that when something actually jarred her really deeply, all of a sudden it was about, could could you just prove it now? And, and she goes into this disbelief, and I challenged her. I said, well, I said, um, you're putting it on my shoulders now, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. I said, I'm just going to stand here woman to woman, um, you know, and we're just going to have it out. I think it's really interesting, and I, I mean in a really um, uh, uneducated and ignorant way, I'll say both, where we can sit in front of an MD and go, oh, okay, great, makes sense, thanks for the diagnosis, mm-hmm. potentially not question them and be quote-unquote okay with the diagnosis because it means I don't have to take responsibility. Mm. I will decide that my story is I have an illness mm. and that this explains some of the hardships, potentially bad habits or poor behaviors. Mm. And I can accept it because I don't have to rectify any of it. Hmm. But then you have different information presented to you where personal responsibility actually does exist within that context. Mm -hmm. And I want to immediately dismiss question and make you wrong. Yeah, so I pushed back. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't do it mainly. I just sat, I just listened to the spirit guides because they said, stand your ground. And, um, which was fine with me because I was ready to regardless, but the guides just said to me, it was written on the page. It's why we told you to write it all out. It's why your hands have been in the air while you're talking to her and not down under camera view. We we did all of this on purpose. We put it in an order that this occurred in the brain because it literally goes back to the very beginning with the with the gaslighting and the cognitive dissonance from childhood and the way she was raised to become the people pleaser, which takes years and decades to really, you know, really put those (laughs) seeds and water them and really make them grow in in a tiny child, right? We gave it to you in the right order. We are her spirit guides. She's challenging us, not you. And I said, that suits me just fine. So I worded it that way and said to her, this is not about me proving what I can do. You can go back and listen to all the podcasts. You can go back to your first session. You can take a look at the piece of paper that said right at the top, you have multiple sclerosis, but we're going to back it up now 
and go to the very beginning and deeper into childhood where all of the dissonance in the brain begins. We're going to talk about your central nervous system that was attacked from the time you were born. We're going to talk about your fight or flight mode being in constant high gear from the moment you were born because of the parents. And then she sat there and went, okay. And you can see the fight in her eyes because now it's going to mean I have to be, I have to now accept what I know to be true. And I'm no longer going to ignore it. I'm going to sit here at least in this next couple of minutes with this lady named Karen, and I'm going to sit here and let it sink in. Kel, I know how difficult it can be for clients when they hear something that is outside of the dissonance. So if you believe two things that actually don't go together, you're in your cognitive dissonance. When somebody points that out to you and is cracking that egg, you can feel like you're coming outside of your own body. Mm -hmm. You can become like daydreamy. You can um, go into anxiety. You can feel like your triggers are being hit. So whatever you do when your trigger is being hit, meaning if you avoid, if you shut down, all of the different things that you do, she's starting to do. Because the spirit guides are coming in and saying, hey, you've been living your life in this dissonance and we're coming in and saying, we're giving you the reasons why. And she's saying, but, but I don't know, this isn't what I was expecting today. And now you're telling me I can't hold on to the diagnosis as the reason why my brain functions this way. You're telling me that there are other reasons and you're saying that I can do something about them, which is what you're pointing out saying that she now has an opportunity for, to become accountable, to become responsible, to see other choices, to get other help, and to find a way out of part of it. We always understand that the MS does have some effect, mm -hmm. but the spirit guides are saying that it was already there with all kinds of other issues. So it took some time to explain to her that there were a variety of reasons for the way that her mind and her brain function, and the way that her thoughts function. And she went, ooh, I think I'm starting to understand what you're saying. You've just separated that there are thoughts, mind, um, patterns, the brain, the diagnosis. Like all, She says, I think I'm starting to wrap my head around it. Took us the hour. And I'm wrapping that up really quickly because to explain the frustration in that hour on my part or on the part of the spirit guides to try and say to her, here's an example of how your parents gaslit you. Here's how they triangled you. She had to sit and be able to listen to each of those examples and go, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 that's my family. Yeah, that's my family. And then for me to say, yes, that's an unhealthy family. Mm-hmm. That is where dissonance occurs. And so at the end of the session, she was so good to take resources. So the guide said, give her all the resources you can so that she can go off on her own and research at her leisure. The other thing that I wanted to point out today before I move to the second story is that her spirit guides told her to use a voice recorder for her conversations so that she could actually start to monitor 
where people were saying things to her and where she was actually tuning out because of anxiety, not because it's MS. Hmm. And they said, give her just one tool to start where she could just voice record conversations with people so that when she actually goes to therapy, when she starts to research on the internet or read the books or do more sessions with you, whatever she chooses to do, that she will be able to go back to conversations where she'll be given homework from people and she'll have recorded conversations to say, okay, I can go back to those And when the therapist says, I want you to start noticing, you know, how many times you feel anxious and here are your signs. We've gone through it of this is what you do when you're anxious. So go back now and listen to those conversations and let's see if you can pick out how your tone of voice changes or even how you're feeling as you're listening to the recording. So they gave her resources at the end of that and that session was done. That's my first one. Then the second session was about, I'd say, half an hour after this one. And in that half an hour break, I got really wicked cramping really fast. Just when I hung up the phone, I was sitting at my desk trying to send out some information to her that the guides had asked and she had consented for. And I started getting serious cramps um, in my like upper stomach. And then all of a sudden, it was like, um, I, I, I... Honestly, I just felt like I I wanted to fart and I was too scared I was going to shit my pants. So (laughs) I ran up the stairs into the bathroom thinking, okay, I don't know what's happening here. This is just a massive fart or if I'm going to produce something. And I had horrid diarrhea. It was unbelievable. And then, and, and still crampy. Now, which is weird for me because usually once you go to the washroom, you don't have cramping afterwards. like Well, I, unless you have to have another shit. Yeah, well, that's what happened. <laughs> so, so good on you <laughs> for knowing that. <laughs> Does anyone not know that? Okay. Um, so, you know, I cleaned up, left, went down to my desk. I cleaned cr- up. <laughs> cramping started again. <laughs> I went running up to the bathroom again. Had, How did you feel that you needed to clarify that you know. had to clean up? <laughs> I don't know. I just... I wanted to segue into the second session of diarrhea. I'm not certain. (laughs) A sentence I have never heard in my life. I'm just feeling awkward at this point. Segue. I'm in my awkwardness. I have to explain to people my bowel movements. Okay. So I went back up to the bathroom. I had diarrhea. I had cramping again. Honest to God, Kelly. And then it was like I felt these spasms in my back, and it was like, what the hell? So I cleaned up the second time. I went downstairs into my office. I thought I was going to be able to sit at my desk and I ended up on the floor in um, a um, cat cow. Mm -hmm. If you do yoga, if not, just in a dog position with all like on your hands and knees. And um, I did. I don't know why I did that. I, I was trying to figure out maybe if I could work out a muscle spasm. I was just going to say it's good for your back. So if you're arching and then you're you're curling, you're actually working out some of the muscle yeah. tension. Yes. So then I thought, okay. So I'm you know trying to focus on my breathing, 
And I noticed that I'm kind of making some heavy sounds. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, and I'm laughing. I am laughing at myself. And okay, then I can we pause for a second? Mm-hmm. I realized I left them on a cliffhanger within that. <laughs> but what's funniest to me right now is the fact that I know that at least last night, if not sooner, you sat down to actually map out what you'd be talking about today. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that sounded like a really good client session and a good story to tell. I'm going to have to assess how much I want to divulge yeah. of my bowel movement. Yeah, and I didn't want to even put them in. I didn't even want to tell you anybody this. So then I'm on hands and knees doing cat-cow, almost making these little noises out of my nose that are not normal. <laughs> and then, For whom? Not normal for whom? Uh, me? Okay. Then I laid on my side. Like you or, or a human? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. So then I laid on my side and I'm, and I'm trying to figure out how to get comfortable. So I lay on one side and then all of a sudden I'm, I, I take my, I'm on my right side. I take my left leg and I kick my left leg out. <laughs> In front of you? No. Up. Behind. Down. Down the carpet. Like so this is on your office floor. This is on my office floor. And it, if someone had seen this, they might have looked like I was kind of like having a spasm or I don't know what it would have looked like. It would have looked bad. Let's just say bad. And then I'm laughing though. So like while I'm in some discomfort, I'm laughing at what's happening to me. And I'm looking at the spirit guides going, what is going on? And they are dying laughing at me. Okay, and and the other hilarious component to this, and also very sad component, is that while we are in these compromising positions, we're having a conversation with the spirit world going, is this me? Do I need to cancel my next client? Or is this my next client and I got to just buck up? Yes. And like talk about sheer anxiety. Yes, because you've said it so so well, because it's just, I'm, I'm kerfuffled. Because it's so difficult to be in these moments because you want to cancel that client because you think you're sick. I'm in it right now. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry you're in it. So the guides are laughing. And and I'm like, okay, if you guys are laughing, this indicates to me that this is is a client shit and not mine. And they they look at me and give me like a wink, like, okay, you finally got this, did you? How many years did that take you to get? That when we're laughing, you don't need to go to Emerge. (laughs) Stop calling (laughs) your chiropractor. You're going to (laughs) start, poor Dave, you're going to start getting client calls where people are just going to be like, Karen, I just have one question. Are my spirit guys laughing or not? Do I need to go to Emerge or are they laughing? Yeah, no kidding. Oh my God, Kelly. So I got back up. I got went back to my desk. I tried to walk around. I opened the window. <laughs> I opened the window because it stunk. I think we got that. <laughs> Another reason we've closed the doors to the public. Someone upstairs in the uh, upstairs doing some work in the house, and I was afraid they were going to come downstairs. <laughs> and it was just to say something like, "I'm done." I'm, you know, hello, hello, Karen. Can you come upstairs and sign for the receipt or for, for the invoice? Was this yesterday? No. Okay. And I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm in a full fucking panic <laughs> because the house smells. <laughs> anyway, everything was just so not okay. And then. 
I looked down at my appointment book and my next client is by telephone. So I'm thinking, oh, thank God. <laughs> I can do the <laughs> session from the floor. Yeah, which is what I did. <laughs> so I took my cell phone. The client calls in and I, honest to God, Kelly, I, I just went through my consent process. I don't even remember how I got through consent, but you know, we, we get through that. And then she says, when I asked her what she wanted out of her session, she says, can you tell me anything that you get about, and go ahead and give me a name. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a female? It's a male. Oh, uh, Terry. Tell just me anything. For, for the sake of um, full disclosure, I was going to pick Terry no matter what. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So I said, okay, anything about Terry? And she goes, yeah, go for it. And I said, oh. And I look at Terry approaching me, and I just burst out laughing. And I, she says, what's funny? I said, oh, just give me a minute. Terry is a horse. <laughs> Which totally explains why I got down on my hands and knees. And the guides, honest to God, if you could say they were crying laughing at this point, because it's like, oh, finally here, the joke is really on Karen. Look, now she's going to get the joke. Honestly, Kelly, I just, the relationship with the spirit guides, like, this is why I think doing the podcast is so good, because people then really get to hear that this isn't fact. This isn't spit out brown hair, blue eyes, five feet two, died of cancer, in the pancreas, blah, da, da. Like, people want to see it that way, and they want to see that that's how we function. Not listeners. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. So I see this gorgeous horse walk towards me. He's chocolate brown and white. Honest to Pete Kelly, he's beautiful. Holy crumb. And I'm just mesmerized by the beauty of him. He's just stunning. And so he walks towards me, and, I, and the spirit guides are laughing. And I'm like, okay, I get this. And then all of a sudden I hear, get back down on the ground and get back in his body. You're not done. And I'm like, okie doke. So I get back down, <laughs> hands and knees on the floor. And I said to my client, now you go ahead and name her. Oh, um, Leah. I said, Leah. I said, Terry is a horse. And she goes, yeah. And I said, I have a story for you. <laughs> Like this. She goes, okay, go. She says, is it about the horse? I said, it sure as shit is. Oh, pun. Nope. <laughs> I said, I have to tell you what happened after my last client half an hour ago. And she goes, okay, what's that? And so I tell her all about the cramping in the stomach, and that I was laying on the floor, running to the bathroom, where all of a sudden it's a cramping situation, but then it's like explosive diarrhea, just like, like there's no, like you don't have much time here <laughs> to respond. <laughs> Let's just say that. And I said, and then it can be diarrhea, and then all of a sudden it's like you, you think everything's okay, but you just wait a couple of seconds, and it's going to continue. And, and it's as bad the second time as it is the first. It's not just the finishing. It's like half and half. And she goes, yes. And I said, and this is the reason you're calling. And she goes, mm-hmm. And then I said, but, 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 don't, in don't interrupt me just yet. Just give me a minute. And she goes, Okay. 
And I said, but you're also calling about pain issues that are not related to the digestive issues. And she goes, yes. And I said, so there's, there's this stuff going on in digestion. And I said, but then your horse will have that occur, empty its bowels, but then a little while later, it'll literally um, lay down and it will extend its left leg. It'll lay on its right side every single time and it'll extend its left leg. It'll pull it in tight to the body and then extend it way far back, straight down, but then also behind, like backwards. And she goes, oh my God, that's exactly what Terry does. This is what I'm calling for. We've had the vet check. We've run some tests, but I don't want to have to put my horse in a trailer and bring it all the way to Southern. Okay, now I'm divulging that this person's in Northern Ontario, but that's a pretty vast area. So I feel like I can keep confidentiality here. But she says, I would literally have to take my horse to Southern Ontario to run the proper tests to see what's going on. And so the spirit guides show me there's no broken bones. There's no old break. So you can verify with her that there isn't a past break. She's had this horse since, I was going to say puppy, (laughs) pony. (laughs) You okay? I have a puppy brain. Winston behind you. I said, um... You've had your horse since a pony, so you know there's been no breaks. Like, you're sure, you're very, very confident. And she said, that's correct. And I said, but there's aging going on, and this horse is now, I can't remember what the exact age was, but I think it was like around 30. And she said, that's correct. I wasn't 30? Yeah, I think she said 30. Horses, I didn't even know horses lived that long. Me neither. We're sure about this? Somebody could call and correct me. Carmen? Karen? <laughs> yeah, true. Amanda? We do, we do know some horse people. Um, I think that's what she said. I could, I, You know what, Kelly? I'm happy to, be sta- to stand corrected with that. I don't know. But I know that the horse was aging and that there were some symptoms of arthritis. And that it was time for the horse to be given supplements um, and to watch digestion and to change the food. So there, and this was questioned, this was questioned with the, with the um, veterinarian about changing the food, about putting in some supplements. This was all discussed and the spirit guides brought up that the answer was yes, yes, go for it. And she was concerned because the horse had had other digestive issues in decades gone by where they had to change the food and they thought they finally had a really good one and they were content and nothing was going wrong. And then all of a sudden, this diarrhea started. And they weren't sure if he had just eaten something because it's spring. Although I think, yeah, spring. and Or if something else had come along, there was a new horse that had come into the pasture. And they weren't sure if that horse had brought in a virus or blah, blah, blah. So there was a variety of questions being asked, which she asked none. Mm-hmm. The spirit guide simply came in and said, it's not because of the new horse. And she was like, oh, my God, that's one of the questions on my page. Is this something like viral that went from, is going from horse to horse? Like, is my horse just the first one that's going to get it? Right? So she says, you're answering questions that I'm not asking out loud. I really appreciate this. I wanted to know if what the veterinarian had suggested was in going in the right direction. She got her answers. 
She got her answers right there. And so then I moved into the hip area and she said, we're curious because we've actually, and I said, don't tell me what you've actually done. I need to ask Terry. So Terry said, well, there a farrier came out and checked my feet. I love my farrier. The farrier did a fantastic job of my feet. There's nothing wrong and they couldn't find anything and they did a good job. They're correct. So that was one of her next questions on the page was, did the farrier um, miss anything? We do love our farrier, but is it possible something was missed? No. So that's a great validation then because she says to me, I'm going to call the farrier. I told them I would after I spoke to you to let them know they did a good job and that they didn't miss something. They just wanted me to follow up. Cool. Isn't that? And then she says, and now I'm going to call my veterinarian and I will proceed. And I said, well, hold on. I said, he wants the chiropractor. And he's saying that he hasn't seen the chiropractor for several months due to COVID. And she goes, oh my God, that is true. It's been three months. And I'm like, oh, wow. I know how I would feel if I didn't see my chiropractor for three months. Yeah, I was just going to say, I have shit myself because of um, yeah. a vertebrae and a yeah. rib being out that caused yeah. so much nauseousness yeah. and triggered the bowel to spasm. Yes. So I said, you've got to call the chiropractor. And I said, and if possible, a massage therapist, equine mm. massage therapist. And she says, oh, I don't know any. And I said, I do. I know a massage, uh, equine massage therapist. And I said, I will reach out and ask her if she's still working and if she can do this, given whatever protocols going on for COVID and wherever you live. But she might be able to refer you to someone in her class who lives in your area. Because when you go to that school, I'm assuming you get to know some of the other students. And I said, maybe that's just if you're in a different part of Northern Ontario, she just might have a referral for you. I don't know. Or not, but let's see how this goes. So I was thrilled. I was so happy to give her her validations, to give validations to the vet and to the um, farrier, um, to give them to this lady so that she understands that she's doing the, her, like the best that she can for Terry. And then she asked about personality. She asked, you know, other questions. And I said, oh, I said, um, there's, there's new, uh, new equipment. And I said, I don't know all the proper terms, but you've bought, you've bought Terry all new things. Like, um, I don't know if it's like what you would call them, like for their feet, what a farrier would get, would do. Shoes. Okay. <laughs> all right. I can see your hesitancy to say it. I didn't know if it was called shoes. I think Carmen has said that before. Okay. And, um, like there's just, you know, whatever goes over their face, like, you know, for their reins or whatever, but she's bought, purchased a bunch of new things and has tried them out and just didn't know if that was upsetting Terry and that, um, and there were just different changes with the horses and in the stalls. And if it was more emotional based change, like well, your red scarf this morning, <laughs> okay. And the answer was that they were all contributing, that there were multiple things going on. And you know what she says to me? Yeah, just like humans, they care. And I went, yes, ma'am. Yes, because sometimes we will show up at Emerge and we've broken a leg or we've done something and there are a bunch of other things that happened. 
And yeah, the, the, the leg, you know, is a break and they're going to set it or they're going to do what they can, surgery, blah, blah. But there are so many other things that might still be contributing to the pain or contributing to other, the, the, the back pain. Or, or the reason that you fell and broke it in the first place. Yeah. Like there's just so many, so many facets. And I just, I love the fact that she sees Terry as complex. So that pretty much wraps up exactly what was going on in the session, what she called for. She confirmed that the questions got answered, even though she didn't ask them out loud. Um, And I got to tell you, I love horse people. Mm -hmm. They are some of the best people on this planet. They are a different breed. Wow. Like they, and in particular, when they call for their sessions, they seem to be more on average they are 100%. I can give horse people a 100% rating that they are more open to any messages that come through. They are more open to saying what is the emotional component, the physical component. They are more open to hearing your horse needs chiropractic, it needs acupuncture, it needs, it needs, it needs. They are more open to hearing everything. Mm -hmm. Then even when parents call oh, fuck yes. and say, I've got an issue with my kid, my child, and I start saying, it, you know, it's emotional, it's this, it's bullying, it's emotional intelligence, it's food, it's, it's, they don't, and they shut down and don't want to hear it. Well, I find that horse, horse people, hopefully that horse parents, that they don't take the messages personally. Oh. When you tell a parent of a horse, digestion is off, they're like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. You tell a parent of a human digestion is off, they're like, well, we eat fine. Well, I, you know, I can't cook healthy meals all the time. And it's like, right. this isn't about you. Yes. You asked about the health of your child and what they need. Why did you just take this as a personal insult? Right. And horse people just, they like, they skip over the ego part and they're like, what does my baby need? Yeah. And I find that they just get to it. They just get to the problem solving okay, you said chiropractor, um, and they just make the call. Mm. So I have a little update on Terry. Oh. I have an update. So she emailed me to let me know that the chiropractor came and that there were several issues that I had highlighted that went into the neck, upper back between the shoulder blades, right side hip, front, no, left hip, front right shoulder. So, and I I didn't say all of that in this podcast. I told her she wrote it down. I can't even, I didn't write any notes, by the way, for that day. No, you're on the floor. I was on the the floor. (laughs) It's well established. (laughs) And at the end of the session, oh no, pardon me. That's not where I was. She affirmed that the chiropractor came out and made the adjustments and that the valve movements continued till the chiropractor came. And the day after the chiropractor was there, the bowel movements changed gradually each day back to formed. Wonderful. Oh my God. Amazing, eh? Um, that she had contacted a massage therapist, had had an evaluation, was discovered that there were several areas that were tight down into the legs, not mm-hmm. just into the hip area but that the areas in the neck and everywhere that the chiropractor had been, including the other shoulder. So the only thing I had missed was the opposite side shoulder, the left. Um, 
What else had she said? That the veterinarian had, had started the new food, had given a probiotic. Um, what else? Oh, and the probiotic was something that was suggested from Terry. So she affirmed things and just was saying, here's your update. So glad that I called you. Um, partly because it helped her make those decisions for Terry and partly because she told all those people, they all know about you and I and what we do. And it helped people develop confidence in what we do because they had heard of the accuracy. Cool. So the chiropractor was like, you called a what? And they, she said, what about the horse? And then realized, wow, well, I can confirm that everything she said was correct. That's really interesting. I just, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. It's good because I like being part of a team. I know you do. Mm-hmm. I, I know that we thrive when we're part of teams. Mm-hmm. The right ones. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so those are today's two stories that have nothing to do with each other. Well, both medical intuitive. Oh, true. Technically. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They are both medical intuitive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're so good at what you do. <laughs> I wish I was so much better at telling stories. Well, I think for anyone who has just recently started and has started from the beginning listening to the show, there's certainly an evolution that people talk about um, with the way that you have told your stories. And I know many people have commented watching me grow up. In, right. in the way that our voices have changed, not our physical voices, but our our tone, our not sternness, but our sureness in the mm. way that we speak as well. Um, I think there's a big a big difference from episode one to to now. Good. That's Thank good. you. Yeah, you're welcome. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at bysarlo.com. No matter where you've tuned in from, thank you for joining us. Please make sure to subscribe and join us next Saturday for a brand new show.